Good morning. How are the two of you doing? We are great. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. And I'm so proud of you guys for your continuation of, of preserving and saving our oceans because I know we all want to go to Mars, but no, not me. I want our oceans. There's, there's so much to learn Yay! about our oceans. Thank you. Thank you. We talk oh, about that all the time. The oh race to space drives us crazy because what are we looking for on Mars? We're looking for a freaking ocean. Yeah, well, we have one. Right? And, and honestly, we spend thousands of times more money like looking oh, up like, than we do on protecting what we got going down. It's like the ultimate let them eat cake, right? Yeah. Like, oh, the whole planet's falling apart, but we're just going to spend billions of dollars staring off at distant solar systems, which is great. And everyone's like, well, can we have both? And I'd be like, you know what? If I could have the same budget for the ocean that we have for space and it was both, <laughs> i.e. equal, I'd be good with that. But, like, we don't have both right now. No. Like, the ocean's an afterthought to focus on space. So thank you. But I'll be quiet. Yeah. Don't get Arrow, started. We'll be we love time. you. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but in, in reality, when it, when it comes to the ocean and stuff like that, don't you have something like Perseverance that kind of just strolls through the water? I mean, because these AIs and stuff like that, they seem to be a little, I, I don't know, I don't want to say they're smarter than us because it's humans running them, but they get to in places where we can't go. Well, yep. and they don't get tired, and they don't, you know, need breaks, <laughs> et cetera. Yes, yeah, there's some really they don't cool, have to pee pee. Yeah, there's some, <laughs> there's some really cool, uh, you know, resources and, and and systems and autonomous vehicles out exploring the ocean. Yeah, but the investment in research and in you know conservation, like, it's just dwarfed by how much money we throw at looking at a neutron star in the distance, you know. I, I, I got to yeah. tell you, I'm blessed with the opportunity to talk with a lot of people with National Geographic. And when we talk about the ocean, I always bring up your family name because you guys are my Superman. And, and you guys are the ones that really have, you know, you know, paved the path for a lot of these people who are, you know, scientists and stuff like that. Well, thank you very much. You know, I always, I always remind people, you know, a day like World Ocean Day is really about celebrating the ocean and remembering the importance of the ocean. But in fact, it's, it's really been... Just about 75 years or so since my grandfather, you know, invented scuba diving, first set foot into the ocean to swim freely like a fish that no one ever had been able to do before. And he invented underwater cameras and, you know, brought the wonder of the ocean into, you know, living rooms around the world. And that was our first glimpse. And so it's been a relatively short period of time that we've been exploring the ocean. And in that time, we've both learned how important the ocean is. And we've also learned that the ocean's in trouble. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just been a few decades. And, and yes, my, you know, I'm proud to say my grandfather laid the foundation for, for so many explorers that, that have come since. Well, for the two of you, I mean, I mean, yes, the oceans are in trouble. But as, as it evolves and as it changed because of climate change and stuff like that, is it inspiring or are you guys on a rescue mission? Well, it's both. I mean, to be totally honest, you know, when we think of uh, we have a horrible plastic pollution issue going into our ocean that, that many people know about, but people don't even think about the the urban and agricultural runoff that's going into our ocean and creating these dead zones, one of which is the size of New Jersey right now in the Gulf of Mexico. We 90% of our fish stocks are either fished to capacity or they're overfished. Our ocean is warming at a crazy rate, and it's also acidifying, literally eating anything with a shell um, eating it up, and uh, that's usually the basis for the ocean food web. So while that is all terrifying, we also have incredible amount of hope because we have seen firsthand in places all over the world that our ocean has an incredible ability to renew itself and not just, not just like sustain itself but actually renew itself. 
And and that's what's really exciting, and that's what gives us hope, is, is that power of restoration. You know, let's be honest, nobody should really talk about sustainability anymore because we don't want to sustain the planet the way it is. We want to restore it and renew it to what it once was. And then it will actually help us and be our largest ally in the fight against the climate crisis. In, inside your imaginations, I, one day I one day dream of, I, I wish there were protests to protect the ocean. I wish people would come together, yeah. make a lot of noise, and protect the ocean. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. I do feel like a lot of people have, have you know, fight about social justice, about women's rights, about, you know, uh, climate change. And, and those are all, we need to fight for all of those things. But what's interesting is the ocean always takes a back seat, specifically when we talk about climate change. But what controls our climate? Our ocean. So when we're talking about climate change and we're doing these climate rallies, we must talk about the ocean and put the – it is a fight for the ocean, but a lot of people just don't connect those dots. And when we talk about things like social justice, et cetera, oftentimes, Mm -hmm. you know, those are are environmental issues. We're looking at a lot of these communities that have been historically neglected are on the front lines of the climate crisis or the people that are suffering the most from air pollution, from water pollution. And so it's all related. And – and that's the important, you know, the, the important thing for World Ocean Day is reminding people that when we talk about the ocean, we're talking about clean air and, and clean water and the health of our communities and, you know, the, the ability for everybody to thrive on this planet, the yeah. fundamental right that we all have and, um, and that we all need to come together to fight for it. I, I'm in the Carolinas. From now until November, you know what my fear is, those darn hurricanes. And you are so right about how that ocean out there yeah. controls everything that we are doing here in the southeast all the way up to New York. It's so true. So I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. Those beaches were my playground yep. uh, growing up. They are some of the most beautiful. Don't tell California, but I think those are the most beautiful beaches in the United States. And it's true. I mean, that's when people when we get we are getting these more intense storms. That is directly related because our ocean water temperature is warming. That is actually making the storms more powerful. So when we talk about these storms, it's because of our ocean and our ocean has warmed because it has absorbed a lot of the excess carbon that we have put out. So it's and and heat. Um, and, and that is what's really important for people to remember is it's all connected. But what is also amazing is we know that healthy oceans, healthy coral reefs, healthy barrier yep, islands, yep, healthy yep. seagrass. Those are all storm barriers. So when those superstorms do come in, if we're taking care of our sand dunes, if we're taking care of our seagrass and our, you know, we're taking care of these things, it can also help protect our coastline from those from those storms. And and one thing that always drives me crazy is I I, I still go back to North Carolina almost once a year to stay with girlfriends from college for a weekend, and it drives me crazy when I go to the coast and I see people took down. The sand dunes, they can have a better view off of their balcony. And I'm like, well, what happens when the next storm comes in? Your house goes bye-bye. It's it's in the name. Barrier (laughs) Island is a barrier (laughs) from storms and storm waters. People are numbskulls, I tell you. And it's like, oftentimes what we like to say is like for folks, we think about the ocean, the environment stuff. And one of the most important things we can do is just stop doing dumb stuff. Yeah, we need to stop being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that would go a long way towards uh, helping to fix a lot of these problems. All right, Ashlyn, I've got to ask you only because I'm here in the Carolinas and you know what that's all about. Are you Wolfpack, are you Tar Heel, or are you Duke? I am sitting here. Now, since we're taping, I am not. I am in my pajamas still. Yeah, I am wearing 
University of North Carolina at go. Chapel Hill sweatpants <laughs> and sweatshirt yeah. alumni O2. I am so sorry to all you Dukies with those last games of us beating Coach K. I don't care that we didn't win the championship. We beat Coach K twice, and that made my – I mean, we have two kids, and I'm like, was it the birth of my children or was it those last two games that made me yeah. so I, 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 I went to school in Scotland, so I, so, you know, I have no real dog in this fight, so I'm just honorary by him. Yeah, so like, Blake says go heal. I'm like, whenever I watch people do like, these games, I'm just laughing myself. Like, so that was like a very raucous evening in our in our household, yeah. Oh, my yes, God. I, Even I, the girls. My, I used to get yeah. in trouble all the time so on the radio. Three year old says stuff too. I used to get in trouble on the radio all the time because I would always say Tar Heel blue skies today, and and the Duke fans would yeah. just oh my god they would just scream at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just picked a darker blue. It's their fault. <laughs> okay, okay. Put you back to the ocean, and we're all gonna get in trouble. Um, okay. The ocean, wait, the ocean has many shades of blue, That's true. including Carolina and Duke blue. There you go. <laughs> and there's even there's red there's red seaweed, so we'll also take uh, for the wolf pack. That's, That's it. Right. <laughs> all right, what what's a web Website where people can go to find out more about what's going on because you know how they'll listen to it, but we got to activate it. That's what we have to do. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. You know, we're big believers that the, the youth are the key to unlocking hope for the future. And so, um, EarthEcho.org, E-A-R-T-H-E-C-H-O.org. It's my nonprofit. We're a leading global youth environmental education group, and you know we're all about helping young people in our families, in our communities, in our schools be leaders on these issues. There's a lot of anxiety around the climate crisis right now. We yep. know that's an epidemic of young people right now. And so um, we're, we're all about activating and empowering them to take action in their communities and, and to, to find hope in, in coming together. There's a lot of things that are dividing us right now, but we think oceans can be one of those things that can bring us together to solve. We all need clean air and clean water. That's what World Ocean Day and, and, and Rebecca are all about. I love it. Please come back to the show anytime in the future, the two of you. The door is always going to be open for you. Uh, Arrow, anytime you want to talk oceans or anything Carolina, we will be there. <laughs> be brilliant today, okay? <laughs> Thank you, darling. <laughs>